The midterm election in America this past week has shown the extreme divide in the American nation. The U.S. Senate was divided 50 Democrats to 49 Republicans, with only one seat left to be called when this was recorded. The House of Congress was divided with 204 Democrats to 211 Republicans, with 20 seats left to call. Well, no matter who wins in the end, it will be very close, and the results show a very divided country. The country is polarized under different ideologies and tearing itself apart. America, once a great nation, united with a vision, knit together with a moral fabric rooted in Judeo-Christian values, is coming apart at the seams. The Lord Jesus Christ laid out the clear principle in Matthew 12 and verse 25, where he said, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Well, following the end of the Second World War, America rose in stature to become first amongst nations, the key rival to the Soviet Union. The once Great Britain, of which it was said that the sun never sets on the British Empire, took a back seat, being weighed down by post-war debt and eventually being chained by the European Union. Britain finished paying its World War II debt in 2006, 61 years later on, and its World War I debts in 2015, 97 years later on and it left the European Union in 2022, 49 years after it joined. During this time, America has been the prevailing power on the world scene. Like the Roman Empire, though, its moral decay is leading to its ruin. The division in America will expedite its downfall on the world scene. Now, The scriptures indicate at the end of time, America will be unable to answer the invasion of Israel by the Gogian Confederacy. The temporary rise of Russia to prominence is also predicted throughout Ezekiel, Daniel, and Revelation, and we see here too wrestling to stand up and gather the image nations under her hegemony. Well, most people think democracy is a holy thing. They believe that man is basically good, and put enough people together, they will choose the right thing. The democratic decision made by the majority must be considered sacred. However, nothing could be further from the Bible truth. The Bible clearly states that human nature is corrupt and not basically good, contrary to popular belief. Jeremiah 17 verse 9 states, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Well, Christ confirmed this when he told his disciples, Evil originates in the heart of men. As we read in Mark chapter 7 verses 20 to 23, He said that which cometh out of the man, that defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile the man. Well, consequently, mankind cannot figure out how to govern himself properly, as the scriptures clearly declare in Jeremiah 10 and verse 23. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Well, this being the case, we cannot put our trust in mankind, no matter what his or her political party might be, or whether they are elected by a majority, as we read in Psalm 146 verse 3. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. 
Some of the democratic decisions of the past hundred years prove this point. After all, Adolf Hitler was democratically elected along with his Nazi party prior to World War II, and so was Hamas in the Gaza Strip. However, we can think of examples straight from the Bible. The building of the Tower of Babel was a decision of the masses, as we read in Genesis 11, verse 3. They said one to another, Go to, let us take brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime for they had for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Well, that didn't exactly go very well. When Moses sent the twelve spies into the land, the majority decision was a faithless one which rejected God's promise of a land flowing with milk and honey and resulted in the people looking to return to Egypt. As we read in Numbers 14 verse 4, they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return to Egypt. This was a decision that also ended badly, resulted in the children of Israel wandering for 40 years in the wilderness. The masses were easily swayed too at the time of Christ's crucifixion, a decision that was made at the behest of the multitudes, as we read in Mark chapter 15, verses 11 to 15. The chief priests moved the people that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said unto them, What will ye then that I should do unto him you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out, Crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, Why? What evil hath he done? And they cried the more exceedingly, Crucify him. And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. Decisions of the masses are often simply a swell of public opinion, easily manipulated, which dissipates shortly thereafter. Consider the multitude that gathered themselves together in Ephesus, as we read in Acts chapter 19. When they had heard these sayings, they were full of wrath and cried out, Great is Diana of the Ephesians! And the whole city was filled with confusion. And having caught Gaius and Aristarchus, men of Macedonia, Paul's companions in travel, they rushed with one accord into the theater. And when Paul would have entered into the people, the disciples suffered him not. And certain of the chief of Asia, which were his friends, sent unto him, desiring him that he would not adventure himself into the theater. Some therefore cried one thing, and some another, for the assembly was confused, and the more part knew not wherefore they were come together. So here was a multitude, assembled with one accord, but not really knowing why they were there. Everybody was going to the theater, so they all went. Crowd mentality took hold, but they were not all of the same mind. And when it comes to democratic decisions today, we can have no confidence in either the leaders or the masses that put them there. Man cannot figure out how to rule himself, and we see turmoil all around us. As we read in Isaiah 57, the wicked are like a troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. The platforms on which people are elected are quickly put aside once the true objective of power is achieved. Corruption is seen on all signs, and more powerful men become, the more corrupt they seem to be. The temptation is too great for most. If democracy truly did work, and the will of the masses is sacred, why does the media not accept the result it doesn't like? It is because elections are really a tool of manipulation to bring about an agenda while sanctifying it under the cloak of democracy. 
This can be seen in Israel. Its democratic system is one of proportional representation, considered by many the purest form of democracy. Israel has been paralyzed for the past four years because the nation is divided and neither bloc could form a majority. This past month, Benjamin Netanyahu returned to power and is busily forming a coalition of government members from the conservative bloc that now have the majority. However, the media hates the result, as is evident by an article in The Economist, which stated, Now, after 17 months in opposition, Mr. Netanyahu is on his way back, having won a parliamentary majority by pandering to a vile assortment of Jewish supremacists, homophobes, and far-right religious zealots gathered under the umbrella of the religious Zionism bloc, end quote. Well, how does that fit with respecting democratic choice? It is blatantly obvious that democracy is a sham and that an agenda is being pushed. People are being manipulated. And if that manipulation doesn't work, the manipulators are furious and spur the once sacred will of the people. Well, what the world needs is righteous rule, one that is not self-serving, but rather one that is driven by godly principles. This type of government is described when we continue reading in Psalm 146. We read verse 3, Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he returns to his earth, in that very day his thoughts perish. But it continues to read, Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord, his God, which made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners, the Lord openeth the eyes of the blind, the Lord raiseth them that are bowed down, the Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers, he relieveth the fatherless and the widow, but the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Praise ye the Lord. Well, this is the character of the future kingdom age that is soon to be upon us. The man who will lead it is the Son of God, also the Son of David. As you read in Isaiah 11, verses 1 to 5, this is his character. There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth." And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Well, we will not find righteousness in democracy today. Not in the governments, and not whatever political party achieves ascendancy, whether it's the Democrats, the Republicans, liberals or conservatives, or whatever banner mankind chooses to wave. As Bible believers, we cannot be pulled into the politics of the world on any level. While we might prefer one party over another because its policies favor Judeo-Christian principles, we must remember that we are still dealing with men. The fact is, 
America, once a leader in the world, is in rapid decline. The seas are casting up mire and dirt all around us. This is the result of America's rejection of God, his laws, and his principles. It's a simple moral fact that was true for Israel and is equally true for seemingly Christian nations that turn their back on God. As we read in Hosea 4 verses 6 to 7, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. They also were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore, I will change their glory into shame. And as we continue reading, uh, the revised version translates verse 8, they feed upon the sin of my people and set their heart on their iniquity. Well, that is the case in America. It's a nation that feeds on iniquity and sin. The result of the election show a country that has turned its back on God. According to the Victory Fund, a fund that supports LGBTQ candidates, at least 340 out LGBTQ candidates running in the 2020 midterms have won their elected seats, the most in U.S. history, and surpassing the previous record of 336 set in 2020. More victories are expected in the coming days. At least 1,065 out LGBTQ people ran for office this year, a historic number. Now, there were multiple firsts in this regards, seeing multiple LGBTQ candidates elected to positions of power in state legislators, with two elected as governors. According to NBC News, all 11 current LGBTQ members of Congress, two senators and nine representatives, are Democrats. Of the 1,065 LGBTQ candidates who ran for public office this year, the vast majority, 89% of them, were Democrats, according to the Political Action Committee LGBTQ uh, Victory Fund. Well, this speaks to the moral decay of the United States, as entire blocks of the population have decided to turn their back on God to produce these kinds of results. Governments, medias, and many churches have united to bring about these results. This is reminiscent of Israel's decay before the Babylonian captivity. We read in Jeremiah 50, verse 30, A wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, the priests bear rule by their means, and my people love to have it so. And what will ye do in the end thereof? The end result has been declared long ago in the Psalms. Psalm 9, verse 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell, or the grave, and all the nations that forget God. What we are seeing in America is the result of a nation that has turned its back on God. The economy is in a shambles, a moral plague has swept the nation, and divisions in society are at an all-time high. However, we are not left in a state of hopelessness. Regardless of what man's plans are, it is ultimately God that is in control. As we read in Daniel 4, verse 17, This matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basest of men. As the prophet Daniel would go on to expound to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, in Daniel 2, verse 20 to 22, 
Blessed be the name of God forever, for wisdom and might are his. He changeth times and seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. Well, finally, God will eventually bring about his plan and set up his kingdom and supplant all others, as we read in Daniel 2, verse 44. In the days of these kings, the God of heaven shall set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these nations, and it shall stand forever. Well, thankfully, that day will soon be upon us when the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. His government will supplant all governments, and the world rule will be handed to his saints. As we read in Daniel 7.22, that the Ancient of Days is going to come, and judgment will be given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Well, the invitation to us is to join the Lord in the future by becoming his servants now. Peter asked the Lord this very question in Matthew chapter 19, verse 27 to 30. Peter said to him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, Ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And every one that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Well, the type of character of the future age, the type of government that is going to be installed, was pointed out by David. We read in 2 Samuel 23, verse 1, These are the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, said, The man who was raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist of Israel, said, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me, He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And he shall be as the light of the morning when the sun riseth, even a morning without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain. Well, while we watch the world leaders fight over who will be king of the hill, we need to remember that their plans are futile anyway. God will bring out the result that he desires and will ultimately bring us toward the kingdom. For us, the focus must be on overcoming the world and all its inroads into our lives so that when his son returns, we can be with him. As we read in Revelation chapter 3, verse 21, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. For the Bible in the news, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you. <laughs>